We've all heard the saying that where you start doesn't determine where you're going. And that's 100% true. However, if the place where you are right now isn't aligned with where you want to end up, then you won't end up there. So that's why I titled this episode, Where You Are Determines Where You're Going, because it's true. Wherever you are right now, you know, the place you go to work, where you live, the people you surround yourself regularly, the books, the podcasts, the content you consume, if these aren't aligned right now in your day-to-day life to where you want to end up, then you absolutely will not get there. This is your environment This is your physical environment and your mental environment, and you need to control these if you want to end up wherever it is you want to end up, that ultimate destination, your shining north star. So that's what we're talking about today. And if you have a goal, that place you want to end up, and you haven't gotten there yet, and you can't seem to find the path, then listen to this whole episode because it might be a result of the environment that you're in. And we're going to dissect that today and get you on the right path. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Money, Love, and Freedom Podcast, where you'll develop the mindset and skills to create a life of total abundance. From business and health to wealth and love, discover what it takes to live a life of freedom on your terms. And now, your host, Coach George Wang. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 62 of the Money, Love, and Freedom podcast. And as always, I am your host here, Coach George Wang. And today, we're going to be talking about environments. And I'm not talking about you know, our actual ecological environment with like the sun and the trees and global warming, like, obviously, that is probably a thing we should take care of and and think about. But we're talking about today is the environment of our lives, our bodies, our mentality, and whether or not this environment that we're currently in is going to get us to where we want to go. Now, the reason I thought about this is because I if you listen to the last episode, I just moved, right? We just moved into a new home, and this is the second podcast that I've actually recorded in my new office slash studio, and I wanted to really, really harp in on this because this really moving here has really changed the energy within me and my ability to work. So if I could talk about my last place where I lived and basically how I got there, I had a condo, which I purchased many, many years ago, maybe 14, I can't remember, 15 years ago now at this point. And that was fine. Like I didn't mind living there. It was totally fine living there. But I also had a physical office where I was working out of. It was a nice place. The actual office building itself or my room, actually my office itself, was probably a good 300 square feet or so. So a lot of room. It was very open and and I, I could just focus in there. And then the pandemic happened. And when the pandemic happened, I decided to close my physical office because I wasn't going to be seeing people in person anyway. So it made sense because I was on month-to-month lease to close the physical office and just work out of my house, which in hindsight was probably a bad idea. 
And the reason for that is because when I moved back or I moved my office into my home at the time, I didn't really have a proper office to set up. So what we did was we cut off like a little maybe 10 by 6 or relatively small space, put put some walls up. And I started walking out, working out of there. And all of a sudden, I felt really like, I don't know what the word is, but maybe claustrophobic or... I don't know, just just like I couldn't get anything done. Like it was just like everything was kind of felt like it was caving in on me and I just felt stuck. And that went on for a good six or seven months where I wasn't working as much as I could have. Like if if you follow me on social, you realize that since that happened, I've been posting on social much less. I've been doing a lot less promotion for my business. Luckily, that's okay because I, I, I you know, business was still okay. But, but, but I mean, shouldn't, I mean, it took a dip, right? I, I, I'm not going to lie, I took a dip. I still survived, we still did okay, but I definitely took a big dip. And part of that was because I wasn't putting out that same type of energy like I was when I had my physical office. And so that really got me thinking about this because once I moved into this office, it was just like this huge weight was lifted off of my shoulders and I felt so much more free. The energy really changed inside of me and it really got me thinking that you know the whole thing about you know where you start doesn't you know, determine where you end up, which I believe is true. But I also believe that where you are right now has a big, big, big correlation to where you end up because we can't choose where we start. We were born to the parents we were born to. We have no choice over that. They raised us for most of our lives. And for better or worse, we had no choice over that. But now that we're adults, we do have a choice in where we are right now. And where we are right now is going to determine where we end up tomorrow. Just like where we are right now is a result of where we were yesterday. So there's a few types of environments I want to talk about. The main two are your physical environment, meaning where you physically are, which is the change that I made in my own personal life, and also your mental environment and how that's affecting where you end up. And there's a couple of parts of the mental environment too, right? There's there's the what you're feeding your mind, you know, the books, the podcasts, things like that, but also who you're surrounding yourself with, the environment of your friends and your circle of influence. So we're going to talk a little bit deeper into these two topics. So let's start with the physical environment. There's a concept in NLP called neurological levels. And what that means is what the, or I should say what their neurological levels are is that our psychology always lives and everything that has to do with us always lives on one of six levels. And I'm going to go through them top down. The highest level is your mission or your purpose. Then it flows down to your identity. Your identity then flows down to your beliefs and values, which then flows down into your skills, like what you're capable of doing. That flows down to the actual behaviors that you do, which then flows down to the environment where you are. Now, in the sales course that I teach, we talk about the neurological levels and we talk about four of the six because these four are important in a sales context when you're trying to sell to somebody. But one of the ones we don't talk about when we talk about the sales course is environment. Because in sales, we can't really change our physical environment that often. Like if, if we do outside sales, yeah, yes, we can maybe choose to meet someone at a Starbucks or something like that. 
But for the most part, a lot of our environments are stuck in place when we're selling. If we're doing it over Zoom, then we're doing it from our home office or wherever you are. And the person you're speaking to is wherever they are. And we can't change that, really. If you are working for a company and you're in sales, then you're selling wherever the company sends you or wherever your company is. In our personal lives, though, we have a lot of control of our physical environment. And this is where things get a little interesting. Because if you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're not an entrepreneur, if you do have if you are an employee, there's ways you can change your environment. If you're feeling stuck and not getting any progress. For instance, if you're thinking about writing a proposal or putting something get together, or you need to write something up and you can't think in your physical environment, you feel stuck, then go somewhere else. Go to a park, go to a coffee shop, whatever they may be. If you're like me and you felt like you couldn't record any social content or do any promotions because your office was just too constricting, then bring your phone or bring your camera outside somewhere and record yourself somewhere else. This was the mistake that I made. I allowed myself to be a victim of my circumstances and felt trapped and bogged out on my house, which in hindsight, again, huge mistake. But that's where I was. I'm just being honest. I was just stuck. And it sucked. <laughs> you know, it really sucked. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like the last uh, eight or nine months. It was, I mean, life was fine. I was still happy and all that. But but in terms of work and promotion, I just really felt stuck. So you can do these things. You can change your physical environment and know that you're not stuck where you are because you always have some way, something you can do to change your physical environment. And I get that if you work for a company that you can't, if you're if you're an employee somewhere and you can't just run out and just, you know, leave your, wherever your company is right now and then and go work somewhere else, right? Um, but there's other parts of your life where you could you could change things around, right? So so here's here's what I suggest to you, right? If if you're feeling stuck in any way, I think you should just go out and journal about it. Cause I, I think that's so important. I think journaling and writing your thoughts out can really help clarify things. And you know where I think you should do this? somewhere where you don't normally write and do stuff. So go to a park, go somewhere where you don't normally hang out and do some journaling, reflect on this. Say, hey, what part of my physical environment do I feel is hindering me and how can I change that? And the good thing is, or the cool thing is, you've already changed your physical environment by going somewhere else and doing something else. In my own personal life or my business life, I should say, things have to change and you're going to start to see and you're going to start to hear that from me. Because over the last eight months or so, again, I felt constricted with promotion, social media content, content creation outside of this podcast, the podcast I could do fine. Uh, because I don't I don't need a video camera, I don't need any of that stuff for, for, for podcasting. But anything that had to do with video, for whatever reason, I just felt stuck inside of my office. So what you can expect from me going forward now that I've changed my physical environment is you're going to see me come back to life. And that's the best way I can say it. I'm going to come back to life. You're going to see more content from me. You're going to see I might even start a YouTube channel. So if you don't follow me on Instagram yet, because uh, that's where I post most of my content, you can go to follow me at Coach George Wang, just spelled out, right? So just follow me on Instagram at Coach George Wang. And we're going to be posting a bunch of new content from uh, here on out going forward. 
The next thing we need to talk about is your mental environment. Because like I said, we can't always change our physical environment. If you're an entrepreneur already, then you have more control. So get out there and change your environment if it's not serving you. But what if you're an employee and wanting to break out on your own? Or, you know, you just want to be an entrepreneur inside of your company and not getting any traction? Or you're an entrepreneur and not getting traction? Even if you're changing your environment? then what you need to do is you need to investigate your mental environment. And there's two parts of your mental environment. One part is what you're allowing into your mental environment through content, meaning, you know, the books you're reading, the podcasts, the videos, all that kind of stuff. And the second one is who you're letting into your mental environment through your circle of influence, your friends, things like that. So while your physical environment can't always be changed 100%, or even if you can, to be honest, none of it matters if your mental environment isn't set up properly. So the first one we're going to talk about is the content you're consuming, what you're allowing into your mental environment through content. So, you know, what books are you reading? Are you reading? That's a good question, right? Like, are you reading or are you deciding, hey, instead, I'm just going to, you know, play Fortnite. I think that's a cool game these days, right? Or I'm just going to watch Netflix all day. By the way, nothing against these things, right? If this is your way to relax and unwind, then let that be your way to relax and unwind. But don't let it be your go-to every time you have a free minute that's not at work. Think of other ways that you can promote your mental environment through the content, right? So again, what books are you reading or what type of podcasts are you listening to? Obviously, I assume that you listen to good, you know, thoughtful podcasts because you're listening to this one. So I imagine that you might listen to other podcasts that are similar to this one, which is a great, great place to go. You can also go above and beyond that. You can stretch yourself. If you only listen to podcasts, then try a book. Or if you only listen to podcasts, take a course online. Feed your mind mental salad, mental protein versus mental candy. And again, mental candy or any candy is fine if it's just a treat. But when it becomes the main part of our diet, that's when it becomes a problem. So when it comes to the content that you're taking in right now, stretch yourself a little bit. Try something different. Take a course online and then put it into action. Don't be just a consumer of content. That, that's one of the worst places to be. Or you're going to be one of the smartest, most thoughtful people who never helped anybody because you kept all the content to yourself. If you find a good piece of content, put it into action. If you learn something new that you think will help someone else, teach them that same thing. I personally believe that this is your ethical duty. I believe that we all have a purpose on this earth, and we need to go out and live that purpose. And part of it is through taking what we learn, whether through a course or through a podcast, and then applying it or spreading that message even wider so that you can then go out and help someone else. Don't be selfish with the content you're consuming. Don't just take it and say, okay, great, this is mine. I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to teach it to anybody. I'm just going to keep it locked up in my brain. Pay it forward. Use that content to help somebody else. 
Now, here's the second part of your mental environment, which is going to be how your mental environment is influenced by the people you surround yourself with. And by the way, I think of all the environments that you can be in, this might actually be the most important one. Jim Rohn has a great quote, which I love, and he says, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you think about that, if you think about the five people you spend the most time with or the five people that you allow to influence your decisions, then I want you to look at their income, average it out, and that's probably your current income. Average out their love life, average out their social life, average out their recreational life, their vacation life, whatever. Average that out, and that's probably exactly where you are. And then you have to ask the question when you find the average, is this the average, the life that I want to live? Because here's the thing. The reason why I say this is the most important is because psychologically, we always rise to the expectations of our peer groups. So we need to choose our peer groups very, very carefully. If our peers don't expect much from us, then we won't do very much. That's just how it works. That's why you become the average of the five people you surround yourself with because there's this subconscious programming where we want to be accepted by others. We want people to like us. And this has a very, very deep, deep evolutionary, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like an evolutionary beginning. Because in the old days, and when I say old, I mean like a thousand, two thousand, many thousands of years ago, that's how we survived. We survived by being accepted by our tribe. Because if we did, if we weren't accepted by our tribe, then the saber-toothed tiger would come and eat us and we'd have no one to protect us. So we want to be accepted by our peer groups. And that's why whatever our peers expect from us, that's the level that we're going to rise to. So you need to really, really guard this and be careful of who your peer groups are. Now, let me say this. I, when I say peer groups, I mean the people that you allow to influence and influence you, I mean. And the way I do it is, to be honest, I bucket every single person I ever come in contact with into three buckets, or I should say people that I'm going to regularly come in contact with into three separate buckets. The first bucket are, you know, just friends that I like to chill with, friends that I can barbecue with, hang out with, you know, maybe go to a party with, stuff like that. So these are friends that I can just hang out with, but I don't let them influence me, meaning whatever they value, whatever they care about, I don't care about. We might be the same on certain things, but I don't care, right? Like I care about them as people. I want them to live well, but I'm not going to let whatever their values are, their belief system influence me. The second group of people I call family, and it doesn't mean necessarily blood family because, you know, we all have friends that are like family to us. I have a couple of people who are like brothers to me, like like literally it doesn't feel any different than if I were born and raised with them as, as a brother. And so your family group are people that you love, people that you're going to go out of your way and do things for. But this group is also a group that you're not going to allow to influence you. 
whatever their belief system is, whatever their values are, you cannot let them influence you. And here's the problem because, you know, with our family, those are people that we really want to be accepted by. And our family wants the best for us. So when we go out and we tell them we have this crazy idea to start this new business, our family, the ones that love us, are going to look out for us and say, you know, only 10% of businesses survive in the first five years. And of that 10%, only 10% of that survives the next five years. So do you think this is a good idea? Maybe you should just stay in your nice, safe job and don't take a risk. That's our family trying to love us. But that's not our goal, right? If your goal is to start a business or go out on your own or whatever it may be, it might not be aligned. So our family loves us, but we can't let their values influence us if it's not aligned with what we want to do. So the third bucket of people is the circle of influence. And this is the one you have to guard if if your life depended on it. Because what will happen is friends will try to creep into your circle of influence. Family will try to creep into your circle of influence. And if if their goals, their beliefs, and their values are aligned with yours, then you let them in. But if they're not, you've got to have a guard, like a military guard, like a Navy SEAL of your brain in front of the gate to your mind, and you cannot let them in. Your circle of influence is reserved only for the people whose values line up with yours, whose goals line up with yours, who are playing at the level that you want to be playing at. This is the group of peers that you want to influence you. This is the group of peers' expectations that you want to rise to. Because what's going to happen is this group is going to put pressure on us. Not necessarily directly. They're not going to say, do this or, you know, you're cut out. Some do. To be honest, some groups say that. But not all, not all people will. But there's this feeling where you're going to say, hey, you know what? If I want to be around these people, then I'm going to have to play at their level. And then you're going to have some indirect pressure. But here's the cool thing about pressure. Pressure can take a hard black, ugly lump of coal and turn it into a crystal, clear, beautiful diamond. Pressure makes diamonds. And this is why it's so important to find a very good circle of influence and then guard it like your life depended on it because it does. So here's what I want you to do, because this is so important. I want you to make a list of the people you spend the most time with. This might be a fun little journal exercise if you want to do it. If you want to combine these things, change your environment, go somewhere to like a park or something like that where you don't normally do this type of you know introspective work, and make a list of the people you spend the most time with. Notice Is this group of people serving your mission? Are they on the same path as you? Or are they just trying to be good friends and good family members and not want to see you get hurt and try to hold you back? That's why it's okay to just hang out with them 
it's okay to love them and do things with them. But if they're trying to hold you back, it is not okay to let them in your circle of influence. That is your most guarded, guarded zone of all of them. And now after you make this list, if you find out that there's nobody here that fits in your circle of influence, then the next step is is to go out and find that circle of influence. So there's all kinds of ways you can do this, right? There's very simple free ways you can do this, like through sites like meetup.com. You can join Facebook groups of these kinds of things. And that will definitely help uplift you. That's a great, great starting point. And when you're there, you know, try to connect with people. If you're in the meetup.com groups or Facebook groups, whatever, talk to people, make one-on-one connections. Really, really, I don't like the word network here, but really do some, some community building or some connection building. Because it's not just about networking, right? It's not just about seeing how wide you can go with as many people as possible. It's about connecting and deepening that connection. So go out and meet some of these people if you're in one of these groups and try to connect with them and see who really fits your ethos, who really fits your values, and then try to find ways to spend more time with them. Now, there's some other ways I think that are even are even better. And some of those ways include joining groups like BNI, right? Where if you're a member of BNI, there's a lot of direct pressure on you, right? They say, you've got to bring us leads and we're going to give you leads. They say, you've got to show up for our groups because we're going to show up. And there's a lot of pressure. Same thing with the mastermind. If you want to join a mastermind, and by the way, when I'm right now specifically talking about paid masterminds. And because the reason why I'm talking about this is because when you pay for a mastermind, everyone else in the group also paid. And when people pay to be in part of a group, it shows you the level that they're willing to invest in themselves. And if they're willing to invest in themselves, then that means that they care about what's going on in their mind inside of their lives. And that's going to be a great resource for great, great people to meet that you can then allow into your circle of influence. So this is it. That, that's, that's what I got to say about this topic. I think it's super, super important, all the different types of environments, make sure that you're protecting your environment, all three of them, all of them, your mental, your physical, you know, the content you're cr- taking in, the friends, the, the, the people you're surrounding yourself with. Because while it is true that where you start doesn't determine where you end up, where you currently are right now, the places you're working, the content you're feeding yourself, the people you're spending your time with right now have a very direct correlation to where you end up. So pick wisely, control your environment, and then you are living a life of freedom on your terms. Thank you so much for listening today. Please, if you haven't done this yet, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these podcasts. It would mean the world to me to read your reviews. And until next week, take care and get ready for a great new episode.